person in the tea with keys. I am obviously Marquise. So good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all everybody around the world. So, um, I finally decided to record some more episodes. I promised myself and a few of my creative friends that I'm going to record more episodes of 2019. So we're just gonna keep this ball rolling. Um, however, we're gonna try, I'm gonna try to get to, get through this because I'm hungry. <laughs> and I've been working all week. Um, I got two days off for the next two days. I'm about to relax, honey. Period. 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 <laughs> but, um, yeah. So today, I wanted to... It's so much to talk, uh, touch on. I want to next week. I want to talk more about Donald Trump and all this old government shutdown mess. And I want to talk more about that. But today, I want to talk about colorism. And the reason why I want to talk about colorism is because I've been seeing a lot of shenanigans and bullshit when it comes to the person I'm playing actually at this moment. So, um, you know, Mariah Carey is a woman of color. She um, has uh, a white mother. She has a black father, black and Venezuelan. Um, at the end of the day, she's black, you know. Um, but the reason that not only Mariah, but I want to talk about colorism as a whole, because I think people don't understand and when I say people, I think the majority of the people being of a lighter tone. And um, it's like, it's a lot of bullshit that's been going on lately because everybody wants to feel like, oh, I'm light-skinned, so I feel like it's something against me whenever the black community wants to, you know, they pick and choose their battles, you know. But the whole topic not only became um, a, top, a, a trending topic because of Blackish, because Blackish touched on colorism, and from what I'm reading and hearing in um, my reviews of the episode, it's not that great. Um, they should have just sat and ate their food. <laughs> because they don't... I don't know. But, um, but also, Alexandra Shipp, I don't know if you guys know who she is. She's not that important or good of an actress to even be known. But nevertheless, <laughs> she, um, oh my God, stop pop-ups. Okay. So, yeah, but if you don't know who Alexandra Ship is, she's an actress. Um, she played, she's known for playing Aaliyah in the Aaliyah biopic from Lifetime that was produced by Wendy Williams. And she also played um, Ice Cube's wife in Straight Outta Compton. Um, and a lot of B, D-list movies. I can't really tell you much about that. But anywho, <laughs> she tweeted this. And I quote, Black Twitter is so powerful. One second we're trying to rally and define why our lives matter. The next we're making each other feel like we're not worthy of one. I only spread and give love, no matter what tone my skin falls under. Bless up, y'all. I'm going to go back to work. Girl, I'm surprised you even have a job. Okay. Um, But I guess it was like um, controversy because she wanted to play Storm in the, more, um, in the next X-Men movie. 
And I guess they considered someone who are, who was more darker for the role. And I don't know if she feels some type of way about that. But since you already know how it is for black women and men in the entertainment industry, period. But you're going to sit up here and get upset that you didn't get a role? First of all, you, you're not that great of an actress. And that's no shade, you know, no shade, but she's not. I can act better than her. And I'm, well, I'm really dramatic, so of course I can act better than her. But anyway, <laughs> that's not the point I'm trying to make. But um, but anyway, if you are a comic book fan, especially with the Marvel comics, um, Storm is black. <laughs> she's darker. The character and like and even Holly Berry shouldn't have played Storm. And we and, and that's where we have to have these discussions about colorism because when we have these talks, no one wants to hear people who are darker or brown or the dark and brown black people. Y'all don't want to hear our experiences. You don't want to hear our struggles. And that's how I feel about the majority, not all. But the majority of lighter blacks. Like colorism goes on in every community. I have friends of different different ethnic backgrounds or, or racial backgrounds, and they they tell me like it's the same. Like, for example, in the Latina and Latino communities, lighter women or lighter, you know, lighter Latina women, they, you know, are often picked over the darker Latin women. And that's not okay. And it, and it's, it's really fucked up. Like how people will go to extremes to just, you know, conform to being more white. And we're going to go to colorism school 101. And I'm going to give you the definition of colorism. It's discrimination against skin tone. But Colorism, as I quote, and I quote, colorism was a device used by the white colonists in order to create a division between African Americans and further the idea that being as close to white as possible was the ideal image. That is what colorism is. That is what's keeping us divided as a people. And it pisses me off when people don't want to hear both sides of the spectrum. Don't get me wrong. I am a very dark man. And I know how it feels to be a black man. I've been called black ass and uh, monkeys and ugly. You know, I've been called unattractive for my entire life, so I'm used to it. You know, I've gotten more confident over the years. It took dating for me to feel more comfortable and in my skin because, for one, I get my skin tone from my dad. And, you know, my mom's side of the family is more lighter. My grandmother was light-skinned. Her great-grandparents are biracial. You know, um, like, I can, like, my for my mom's side, the G's, that's my um, grandmother's maiden name. Her, gran- her maiden name was G. But her married name is Johnson, so I carry her very last name. But, um, excuse me. 
But yeah, the G's are primarily liked. My great, great, great grandfather, Henderson G, his mother was a slave. And her, I mean, his father was um, a slave owner. Um, his name was Ruben G. And um, my great, great, great grandmother's name was Venus Lucky or um, whatever. And um, yeah. And um, Henderson, my great, great grandfather, married an Indian woman named Amanda Tripp. So, yeah. So, you know, that's my, you know, that's where I, I got Irish blood in me, you know. But um, moving on, you know, my mom's family, you know, they're, the majority were always light-skinned. And, and, you know, and then I had my younger brother, Devin, is light-skinned. So, you know, they used to, you know, ponder over him because he has gray eyes. Um, he was light-skinned, gray eyes. And, and I always felt jealous, you know, because... I've seen I've seen like the favoritism and the colorism within my own family. Like my family would like certain members of my family will give Devin money and not give me money or my other darker cousins money. This catered to the light skinned ones, but you know, my mom would, you know, get, make it an effort to split the money between us, you know. My mom didn't play that colorism colorist shit. So, you know, but you know, I've been called black asses and, you know, and then even in school, I was teased for being dark. It was one thing that I'm tall, um, but the second, um, you know, I was teased because I was dark and I've heard, oh, you're attractive to be a dark skinned man and, you know, and I'm often like, and it makes me kind of insecure because all my life, I just felt like I wasn't, I wasn't attractive. And it took, like, dating, like, this one guy, or whatever you want to call it, or a situationship, whatever the fuck. And he told me, like, to have more confidence in myself. Is when beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. As long as I find you attractive, what anybody else may think doesn't matter. And being gay is not a walk in the park. It's actually a black gay. <laughs> you know, I'm not often desired, you know. You have so many men who lust after a lighter man, or if he is a darker man, he has a really nice body, and you know. So, I struggle with dating because not a lot of people, you know, desire me. I, even still, I still find it insecure because I haven't dated in, like, years. And I'm partially to blame for that. I People shoot their shots. I'm not going to lie. But I just think everybody's out the fuck. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not, like, a really big sexual person. I mean, I have my moments, but I'm not... If we're not having nothing serious, you can't sleep with me. You're not coming in my home. you probably homeless and got bed bugs. I don't want you, boo. But anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> but, um, but moving on, like, and I just... When it comes to discussions about colorism, no one wants to hear the other the other point of view, especially lighter blacks, lighter skinned blacks. And not, I'm not going to say every single one, but 
oh, y'all call us light-skinned Drake, and y'all do this, y'all do that. We Don't get me wrong. You have been teased. You've been bullied. I'm not going to deny it and say you're not. But there has to be a common ground where everybody just shut the fuck up and just listen to the other person. There is no need to sit up here and try to make one one side bigger than the other. And don't get me wrong, some of my dark, my like my dark skin kind of parts, we have to do better with that too. Like just because we feel like our issues are more important, all of our issues are important. But we have to acknowledge that in society, being light is white, right? Especially to white people. We, a lot of our darker, darker black people have been overlooked, kept pushed to the side, you know, like, like nothing just to uplift people who are pleasing your view of black people, you know? And we and we see we see colorism everywhere, and it's not going to stop until we honestly have discussions about it. For example, when Queen Naja, um, if you don't know who she is, she's a YouTuber. Um, she got called off for being a colorist because she said I forgot what she said, but you know she said like something about um, darker skinned women and. It was really ignorant. And that's why I'll be like, I don't, I'm not supporting that colorist heifer because that's what exactly what she is. And anyone who goes up for her, I would never understand it because she's a colorist heifer. And that's period. I'm just so tired of y'all like pushing aside the serious issues like. We sit and we talk about how everyone needs to listen to us. Everybody needs to do this. We need to do that. Why not? Why can't y'all listen to other people's views? And it and it and it kind of it's really frustrating. I'm not gonna lie. Like um, <sighs> like we see. Colorism. Mm. Sorry, y'all. We like we see colorism everywhere, and I, I'm 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 really over it. I'm really like we want to talk about everything but that. And sometimes I think where people who are light skinned, um, they they are like white people who. Are blind to the fact that they have that they have privilege and that they could be racist, and um, the majority, once again, not gonna say all, y'all fail to see that because you benefit from being lighter. You benefit from getting all of the roles, getting the positions, job job positions. You benefit from. You know, you 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 have privilege too, in a way. I mean, all black people are will always be black to non-black people, but don't get, but don't sit here and act like what I'm saying is not true. We do get a lot of shit for being dark skinned 
and it, and it's and it's really hurtful because there are so many beautiful dark skinned girls who don't feel like they're pretty enough. They don't see enough Barbie dolls or Rex dolls or whatever dolls that that they can see themselves through. They don't see themselves through a white Barbie doll. They don't see themselves through that shit. And it's, it's just so crazy how our world is. Like, our world is really fucked up. And I wish that it will, people would take it more seriously when it comes to us standing for something and not just always fighting and being messy and arguing. We need to have, like, an honest dialogue about this. And I would love to, like, have another episode where I can have my friends chime in. Because, you know, I have friends of different of different hues and um, I would love to have their input and have, like, an honest discussion. But, you know, and like, another example of um, colorism and how we should change the dynamic is my best friend. If you know my best friend, my best friend's name is, name is Asiera. She's Cuban and black, and she is the sweetest, sweetest person I've ever met in my life. She's a doll, and um, a lot of people assumptions is that you know she's like. Oh, like, you know, she's just light skinned. She's really pretty. You know, she, but she's not only a professional makeup artist, but she, I love when she, she posts more of her darker clients, her darker skin clients, more than anyone else. And I love that because, and I think somebody tried to call her out about that. Like, oh, uh, why do you always post them? Like, well, one, that's my job. <laughs> and two, is to showcase the beauty in black women who are darker. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying lighter women are not cute or nothing like that. I think everyone is beautiful. I am a very uplifting and positive person, so I, and I always try to be in every in every realm and uh, spectrum. But you know, we we need more people who uplift our darker women. We don't we don't do that enough. Like when I only see it happen is when someone's being fetishized. Like, oh, you chocolate. I like me chocolate, man. I like me a caramel. Like, can y'all just like somebody for who the fuck they are? We already have ashy ass, excuse me, ashy ass black men sitting up here saying, oh, these black bitches ain't worth shit. That's why I got me a white woman. Ha, ha, ha. Nigga, you're fucking black. Your mother is black. Your sisters are black. You're you're fucking, you come from a black ass mama, but you sitting up here every time I some, oh, black women are trash, they the scum on the earth. And somebody say that about your Buick shit ass mama, you would be mad. So shut the fuck up. Like, I am so sick. Everybody needs to do better. Y'all sitting up here fetishizing. Um, how, like, 
Oh, I like me a spicy Latina woman. Poppy. Say poppy. Call me poppy, baby. But you don't sit up here and have the same energy when it comes to black women being outraged and calling you out on your shit. And that's what a lot of you can't handle. So that's why you go towards the Latina women. And you go towards the white women because you feel like they're very submissive and they will bow down to you. I know a lot who won't. Let's be clear. But, um, yeah, I really, I really want y'all to do better. I really want us to try to shift the narrative of our people. And it's really crazy how we sit up here and we were like, oh, we hate white people for what they've done to us and how everything has happened in the past and how they still keep us, try to keep us apart. And they are driving that wedge with colorism. I feel like they're, like, y'all still are letting them be great and win. We don't fight enough for our, our, our dark-skinned men and women as much as we should. But what, what do I say? Like, when it comes to housing, health, and education, like, look how, look how far we've come, and we still don't have it right overall. Like, it, it's, it's sad. Like, I'm just so tired of y'all bullshit. <laughs> like, it's, really, it's really funny. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm going to switch the narrative. Um, we just know y'all need to do fucking better. Um, I hope that in the future... If I ever feel comfortable, I will have like all of my friends, all of my people, and all of a lot of social media people. Like we just sit and have an honest dialogue about colorism and how it's affected us. It, you know, it took me almost twenty-five years to finally embrace and love myself. I never loved myself. I never appreciated my dark skin. I I always felt like I would be inferior to everybody. I feel like I always felt like no one will ever love me or treat me with the love I deserve. I already feel like I give out more love than I ever received, but whatever. But I always felt I was never capable of being loved or, you know, somebody ever falling for me because I don't fit their so-called preference. You know, and, you know, me being black and then don't even mention like me like struggling with my weight. I always felt and still feel like I would never be someone's perfection, you know? And you know that and that's how fucked up colorism has our people. And it and it's sad. So I hope one day that I can come back to this or do like a part two. And I have, like, my friends sit and we chat about this. Um, but, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm going to switch the narrative and we're going to talk about Ariana Grande. So, the reason why I want to talk about Ariana Grande is because I just want y'all, I just want to say, leave her the fuck alone. Like, no, seriously. Um, 
y'all always be on her ass and y'all have been for years like consistently like first of all so if you've been under a rock ariana grande recently released her newest single seven rings and it gives you like that trap rap and um inspiration and feel and vibe and honestly it's not that bad of a song um i'm really excited to see where, where her new album goes and everybody's been dragging her for filth, like saying the song sucks or she's cultural appropriating. And I just really want y'all to stop because a lot of y'all don't know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to cultural appropriation, for one. But, you know, I just let y'all be great. But honestly, y'all need to know when and where between the difference between appropriation and appreciation. Ariana has worked with black musicians and has done R&B music for the, since the beginning of her debut album. She's worked with Babyface. It can't get no more black than Babyface. Ariana is not trying to be black. She's just appreciating black music and culture, you know? And that's okay. Y'all that Molly Cyrus old bony pussy ass do it? Why the fuck can't she? Like, y'all real life let Molly Cyrus say, Jay's on my feet, Jay's on my feet, ram, and have a whole hip-hop influence album because she worked with Mike Will made it, and then she goes back to making country music on y'all ass and talking about some hip-hop is dangerous or whatever the hell she said, but, but here we are. Ariana has never done or said some dumb-ass shit. Like, she's unproblematic to me. So I'm trying to understand where's the outrage coming from. And when we do talk about appropriation, y'all sit up here and let so many non-black artists do what they, you know, say nigga. And y'all even do that with your own non-black friends. Let them say nigga and let them just use y'all for sex and your penises and you know, being a whole fetish, but when it comes to Ariana doing R&B music or hip-hop music, it's an issue. Since she's been doing it since her, if you follow her career, she's worked with rappers. Big Sean, ASAP Ferg. Matter of fact, let me say that song, because that's my shit. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, ever since, like, last year, I feel like y'all been really pushing Ariana. And not even before that, like, why y'all still up here and get be on her ass like with the big shot like when whoever when, when it comes to her relationships y'all sit up here and say she's a hoe because she's dating all these men y'all get ran through by a plethora of niggas but guess what you're still you know oh like stop throwing stones on the glass house. Like, that shit pisses me off. But, like, if you really, like, and if you don't like the song, just say that. You don't have to like it. They're, they're like, be high, don't kill me. But 7-Eleven was horrible. Like, it, it, it's, it's a little catchy song, like, if you want to turn up. But y'all let Beyonce get away with 7-Eleven. Why can't Ariana get away with 7 rings? I mean, she's not black, but that's not the point I'm trying to make now. But, yeah, it's really irritating. Like, y'all have been attacking this girl for over a few years now. Um, 
when it comes to her relationships, when it came to like the breakup with Mac Miller and Pete Davidson, y'all blamed her for her for his death. I think that was fucked up because she had no responsibility. She didn't have any responsibility to, you know, over his death. I'm pretty sure the breakup was really hurtful, but at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do to secure your own happiness. Just because a lot of y'all sit up here and stay with motherfuckers and deal with shit because you don't want to settle. You just want to settle and not want to sit up here and have fucking independence and be by yourself for fucking once. Don't mean that Ariana has to follow y'all lead. But, and then, don't even, and then you get on the topic of the Aretha funeral. The man sit up there and was being very ignorant and discriminating her, calling her Create her Taco Bell name to, I mean, her last name to some at Taco Bell and groping, damn near groping her own club and um, millions of TV screens. And then y'all criticized her for the dress, but I've seen y'all wear stripper attire to church. Stripper attire to funerals in church. So, whatever. And then y'all mad about thank you next. Like, oh, she can sit up here and brag about her exes and yada, yada, yada. But when Future do it, y'all get mad. Because Future's a cornball. And fuck him. His music ain't that great. Girl, fuck him. Anyway. <laughs> and girl, fuck you. Like, why can't y'all ever keep the same itch? <laughs> like, she ain't did shit to you. Like... Like, oh, my bad, y'all. I was uh, replying to a text. But, um, yeah, y'all be full of shit. Um, oh, Lord. I'm, I'm just so tired. But when it comes to, like, when it comes to Ariana Grande, she don't do shit to nobody. She don't fuck with nobody. She just making her music and living her life. And that's what y'all should do. Live your life and mind your fucking business. Why y'all feel like y'all have to attack somebody? Like, she, I don't, like, when it comes to her and Bruno, I feel like y'all are really annoying me with the cultural appropriating talk because they're appreciating R&B music and or hip-hop. Y'all sit up here and go up for anybody and take them to, invite them to y'all ashy-ass cookout. But when it comes to people who actually appreciate our shit, and our culture and everything about us, y'all want to call them out for appropriation. That that's so backwards. Let's rotate that shit 360 and be frank and honest. That y'all pick and choose who y'all um go up for that are not black. Why did you know who in his ass? But <laughs> anyway. But, um, yeah, I just want y'all to leave her the fuck alone. She didn't do shit to y'all ashy-ass motherfuckers. Like, if you don't like her music, that's fine. Y'all sit up here and talk fun of her because of how she enunciates shit. Y'all always comparing her to Mariah. And y'all know Mariah my fave, but there's no comparison. Mariah is the blueprint. She is the legend. And I'm tired of y'all disrespecting our, our black women. Not Ariana, but Ariana, I love Ariana. She's a great musician. And um, she's going to, down the line, she's going to be one of the greats. 
But when it comes to black women, I want y'all to do better by it. I want y'all to do better by them. I want us to, I want our black women to feel comfortable discussing colorism from um, the light skinned women to the dark skinned women. I want us to be, I, I really want us to talk. I really want us to, you know, go on board with this. But I really want people to be honest too and understand and stop trying to debate and kind of argue and just listen. That we felt this way. We feel hurt. We are still healing. And we need to do better. And if we look at things like this, it'll be so much better for everybody. In all honesty. But, um, yeah, all I can hope that people sit and they have discussions with their friends and all this good jazz. And I really hope that we can get some positive reception and positive feedback from each other and hopefully try to build the world a better place for our younger generation. You feel me? So, yeah. Um, on that note, I'm going to end it here. Um, I'm going to promise to record my episodes, y'all. Um... Uh, it's just, I'll be so tired and I'll be wanting to relax and eat and just chill. But um, I'm about to uh, finish working on a blog. I'm going to finish watching you. Side note, have y'all seen what fucking watch you? That show is fucking ridiculous. Like, I, like, and it just shows you how creepy and weird people are. Like, once I finish, I might do a podcast episode about it. Y'all can hold me to that. But, but yeah. Um, um, any closing things I want to say? Um, yeah, I just I feel like I didn't say everything I wanted to say because I'm like dead. My brain is like dead at the moment. But um, yeah, like I really want us to be better. I really want us to progress as a people. I want us to shine brighter. I want us to get live out our best dreams. I love my black people, but we're flawed just as much as anyone else. And I want us to do so much better. But on that note, I'm signing off. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye!